Welcome to A Safe Place, a podcast where we discuss school gun violence and how to keep kids safe in schools. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and I am the author of A Safe Place, Imagining Schools Without Gun Violence and the Ultimate U.S. School Shooting Reference Guide. Thank you for joining me. I am honored to have you here with me today, especially because I know you have so many options to choose from. So today is episode number nine, and I wanted to share with you something I got for free at a public library recently uh, in honor of National Safety Month. Gun locks. And so I accidentally came across a press release from the Alexandria Library. Uh, they announced that they had joined the city of Alexandria's gun lock distribution program to provide no-cost firearm, cable, and trigger locks to the public for the month of June. And as I mentioned before, these efforts are a part of the National Safety Month and a statewide suicide prevention campaign that began as early as 2019. Now, on the first day they were available, uh, I went to the library and I requested one of their free gun locks. They asked me if I wanted a cable lock or a trigger lock. And to be honest, I was kind of hesitating a little bit. And I was like, can I have both? <laughs> and and thankfully, they they gave me both, yeah, no questions asked, and uh, because I just couldn't wait to share them with you. Uh, because it's such a, a unique item uh, to be offering to the public in the name of of uh, public safety. So it's a pretty amazing program, innovative. Uh, my opinion, I would really like to bring the service to my library as well. I mean, hey, we give out free COVID tests. We give out masks, Band-Aids, voting registrations, and tax forms. Why not gun locks too? So especially ones in the interest of enhancing public safety. So it turns out that studies show that when firearms are accessible, Individuals are three times more likely to die by suicide, and most people who die by suicide use firearms, poisons, or medications. Now think about that for a moment. You know, one easy way to prevent suicide and accidents is to simply limit access to firearms, poisons, and medications. And of course, talking with those who, you know, may want to end their lives. You know, perhaps the best strategy for protecting a loved one at risk is to move, remove the most common lethal means from the home completely until the mental health crisis is resolved. You know, by reading some of the, the journal articles on my library's free research database, I know guns are the most common tool for suicide because it's the easiest. And unlike taking, say, a poison or medication or trying to hang yourself, you know, there's no time to change your mind once you pull the trigger. In my book, A Safe Place, I mentioned that within 1,204 school shootings, at least 387 ended in suicide. But as I mentioned in my peer-reviewed journal article in education, uh, most people and media outlets are not aware of these statistics that occur in school properties because of the conflicting de definitions of what qualifies as a school shooting. You know, this often does not include suicide in their studies. So in my opinion, this is complete injustice to those that suffered from such a tragedy. A few years ago, uh, my best friend was going through a really bad divorce. Uh, I, you may remember when I mentioned it in my previous blogs and, and podcasts. And um, during this time, he lost 50 pounds within six months. 50 pounds, five zero, not one five, five zero within six months, just from stress. And, you know, thankfully he had enough strength and self-awareness to ask his brother to hold on and to lock his guns away until the worst part of his pain was over from the divorce. I can't help but to wonder about my sister, who was a school teacher. She was a school teacher. You know, when I imagine in my mind what a suicidal person might be like, what they might look like, I would never have imagined my sister in a hundred years. 
you know, she was strong. She was proud. She was stubborn like a mule. And um, she was a Christian. You know, I wonder if if she would have placed some gun locks on her guns and given the keys to her husband or maybe given her guns to a trusted friend or a family member, just kind of lock it away until whatever she was going through was over, you know, would she still be alive today? And unfortunately, my family will never know. You know, the, the locking devices um, that were offered by the Alexandria Library are part of an initiative uh, of a program called Lock and Talk Virginia. This is a suicide prevention program that aims to limit access to lethal means and raise awareness about suicide prevention locally coordinated by the Suicide Prevention Alliance of Northern Virginia. This is also known as SPAN, S-P-A-N. So if anyone listening to this podcast or watching this YouTube video is contemplating suicide, or you know someone who's at risk, please, you know, let someone help you right away. Don't wait. Let someone help you, please. You know, there, there are people that care about you. And the difference between my best friend and my sister is that my best friend got treatment and surrounded himself with people that cared about him. You know, I was calling him every day. We spoke for hours, you know, constantly reminding him, hey, man, you got... You know, you're going to get through this. You're strong. You have things to live for. Your kids need you. I mean, I was constantly reassuring him. And I didn't get the chance to do that for my sister. You know, according to the police report that I requested after my sister's death, you know, she didn't, she didn't have that support around her. You know, best, based on my, my best friend's experience and others that I know, um, I can tell you that treatment works if you want it to. And that's the caveat. You know, you have to want it to work. You have to want the help, you know, and you have to accept it. You know, you can recover from any pain, fear, anguish, anything you're going through. And it may not seem like it at this moment. It may not seem like you're going to be able to get through, but you can make it through. You know, as I mentioned in my previous blog and, and podcast, you know, this is only a season. This is only a season. It's going to pass. You can get through this. You know, if you're struggling with suicide or you know someone who is, you can call 988 on your cell phone. I, I imagine you could probably call 911 as well. But, you know, these people actually specialize in, in this. Where the 988, 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, it's a national network of local crisis centers that provide free and confidential emotional support to people in a suicide crisis or emotional distress 24 hours a day, seven days a week in the United States. You know, if you prefer, or if you prefer, you can search for the suicide hotline in your local area. You know, the other day uh, I read a Twitter post uh, from an amazing woman named Kristen Song. Uh, apparently she lost her 15 year old son, Ethan, who died in the home of a neighbor who didn't secure his guns properly. He didn't scare them at all, actually. I think he just kept them in a closet. You know, this was not a suicide attempt, but it was actually an accident. You know, an accident that it could have easily been prevented if the neighbor's guns had been secured with a gun lock or a safe. You know, this is a terrible loss. You know, this terrible loss motivated Kristen to establish something called Ethan's Law. And this is a new law that requires all firearms loaded and unloaded to be safely stored in homes occupied by minors under 18. And she got bipartisan support on this. You know, Republicans and Democrats uh, help support her in, in, in a few different states. On one hand, I, I feel that this is a great idea to require all firearms to be safely stored and secured in homes. 
But uh, on the other hand, I, I can't help but to wonder, how are you going to enforce this law until it's too late, until something's already happened? And and I understand um, that the idea behind it is to instill a fear of punishment if this law isn't followed. But as we can see from the incredible number, incredible number of mass shootings uh, in our country every single year, the fear of punishment uh, doesn't seem to be enough. And don't get me wrong, I I I I fully applaud you know what she's doing. Um, she's gotten bipartisan support for both uh, Republicans and Democrats. Um, but I think I think I'm under the illusion that you know based on on most gun owners that I know personally, you know that you know most responsible gun owners they they want to make sure that their guns are secure with or without a law for one of two reasons. The first one is the same reason why you would lock up your home um, or your car anytime you're away. You don't want to be stolen. You want it to be vandalized. You know, in, in my research into three decades of uh, school gun violence, there were at least 447 cases in which the firearms used in school shootings were obtained illegally. So in, in the cases where the firearms were stolen from the suspect's home, 47 firearms were stolen from the suspect's father. 17 were stolen or obtained from the neighbor, from a neighbor or a friend. Eight were stolen from the suspect's mother. Eight were stolen from the suspect's grandfather. Five were stolen from a vehicle. Three were stolen from the suspect's mother's boyfriend. And two were stolen from the suspect's grandmother. Let that sink in. The second reason why everyone should want to secure their gun with or without a law, you know, is because do you really want to be that person who suffers the weight and the pain for the rest of their lives knowing that your gun was used to by a loved one to commit suicide or to kill another human being? Plain and simple. You know, maybe I'm delusional in my faith and hope in humanity, but my illusion is that most people want to keep themselves and their loved ones safe and take the responsibility of owning a, a firearm seriously. And most people that I knew that know that own guns, they take that responsibility very serious. My brother, for example, is a former U.S. Marine, infantry. Although most Marines would argue that once a Marine, always a Marine. Oh. He has two kids that I love dearly, and he loves his guns. You know, he has his firearm securely locked away, and he teaches his kids the dangers and the importance of safety around firearms, which is very important. He is a good dad and a damn good husband, and I'm very proud of the man he's become, despite our differences in politics. <clears throat> and if I'm correct, and you do care about protecting your loved ones, and for the sake of everyone you care about, please secure your firearms with a lock or a safe. And it's just a suggestion. Can't tell you what to do, but if you care about people that you you know you care about your loved ones, and you don't want your guns to be used against you or anybody that you care about, you know just secure them. You know it's just it's just I feel like that's common sense, and and I think most gun owners that I've ever met uh, they usually agree. So for more information on the city of Alexandria's uh, gun lock program and other suicide prevention efforts, visit alexandriava.gov forward slash go forward slash 2048. Again, Alexandria VA, as in Virginia, dot gov forward slash go forward slash 2048. I will also leave the link in my blog on a safeplacebook.com. I hope this is helpful to you. 
And uh, I hope that you're inspired to share this information with someone you know. And I look forward to having you back in the next podcast. Remember, we are one nation.